This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days, they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, so the past few days, I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside it. Uh, for instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, so I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Uh, but if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, we want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's absolutely crystal clear delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood yes diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh no be safe out there in 86 nm martin wrote the first book of what became a You start. Look how tasteful my lighting is. Do you see how tasteful my lighting is? It's nice. I've got this beautiful backlight. It's very nice. Lighting off of me. You look great. I've got diffuse lighting coming from the front. It's Jesus. Good. Again, that's something that our listeners can't share with us. So it feels like a little bit like bragging in a way that people who are listening are going to be like, I would love to see that. And and yeah, you listeners, would love to see it. let me you tell you, you would it. love to see it. It's it's glorious. It looks yeah, like a look, fucking Rembrandt. I look good. Yeah. It's the fucking chiaroscuro. That's what that's getting me, you know, on your face. Oh, right. Yeah. The just the way the, the colors. Could, yeah. <laughs> One half of my face cast in shadow. You see yeah. the black V. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, hi, hi. And welcome to. What's the name of the show? Babysitter's Club. 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 Friends Forever. Okay. Is that what we call it? 
You do if you're doing it, do it. My name uh, Tanner Greenring, and I Jack Shepard. Each week we talk about the babysitter. Okay, wait, I'm going to stop you because books. I said, I, "Can we do a parallel? Can you say and I Tanner Greenring?" What? Well, I said my name a Tanner Greenring. Yeah, it's like a Borat thing. My name a Borat. Okay, my name a Jack. Okay, yeah. Each week, each week we talk about a book in the sitter cycle starting with um babysitter's club and then obviously moving on to the babysitter's super specials and then obviously the babysitter's club mystery books and then obviously the babysitter's club portrait collection and then the reader's requests and then the yeah california diaries and now the friends forever series is what we're on now yeah we read a book this week it was good i don't remember the name of it and it okay, was no, we gotta say the name. Anne Martin. Oh, do you want me to do it? Because you're do- you took it from me, and then you've done a bad job. You you left it sitting there for me. I no. didn't want to do it. We started the show, and you're like, like blink, blink, blink. <laughs> I wanted to give you an opportunity to speak up, and it seems like that was a mistake. Can I say the book? Yeah. The book this week that we read is a novel that is called Friends Forever Number Three, Marianne's Big Breakup. And who is it written by? Suzanne Wayne. But who is it really written by? Who's the fucking puppet master behind the curtains? Who's the fucking Wizard of Oz who's taken Suzanne Wayne and manipulating everything she does and says from the safety of the shadows where she lives? It's the hand that shakes. It's Big Anne. It's the princess of the Prince of Towns. It's St. Annabelle Matthews Martin. It's the stormborn soul skinner, mother of clocks and bane to bats. It's the first of her name, the last of her kind, the last hope for humankind. It's Anne Francisco. Oh, right. It's Ethan, Stacy's boyfriend. One sec. She's everywhere. She's watching you right now. It's Big Anne. Big Ann. It's It's Logan. Logan. I or Marianne. Logan M. Martin. Or Marianne M. Martin. Yeah. And she's here. It's, it's both. It's Logan M. Martin and it's Marianne M. Martin. And yes. And they there's a schism. Yeah. And and the two them. split the split sides of her personality are warring with each other. Mm. It's like Fight Club, isn't it? A lot. It's a little bit and like spoilers Fight Club. for Fight a Club. A lot like Fight Club. Yeah. Man, sorry, I said a little bit. I meant a lot. Like <laughs> yeah, Fight it's Club. exactly like Fight Club, isn't it? And actually, this is IP freely and yeah. Chuck Palinuk or whatever your name is. Yeah, you're in, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, and you'll be hearing from our attorneys. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack, I'm a Suzanne man, uh, and I'm a Waniac. Yeah, I know that about you. Yeah, a lot of people say that about me. Yeah. Is a real Wayne. Take one look at you, and they size you up, and they say that guy looks like a Wayne. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Suzanne man, and this book was written by Suzanne Wayne. Yeah, and she did a fucking fantastic job, and I loved it. Can I say that? Oh, you love the book? I loved it. I love this one. It was a little too um, sad, sad, and and angry, and it was a bummer. It was a bummer. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It was a bummer, and it bummed me out in a way that I didn't expect it to. And I hopefully we'll get into this, but I particularly felt bad for Logan. <laughs> okay. In this one. 
Okay. So you're taking Logan's side because everyone chooses sides this week. You're you're it's you. It's Lou Greenberg. <laughs> it's um, what's the other guy from uh, Logan Bruno Boys Babysitter? It's like Jim something. Oh right, um, I don't remember. Now. I can't remember his name, but it's like one of his football bros who's like yeah. an asshole in Logan Bruno Boy Babysitter and an asshole in this, but at least it's like standing up for his boy and like right. gives Marianne a dirty look. Yeah. Here's the thing: I don't want to be the guy who's like there aren't many guys in these books about girls. And I like take their point of view, you but do I, often sometimes do that, yeah. I am and do, and I feel like by all here's what I here's what I want to say. Okay, careful. But, okay, no, I'm I'm treading carefully here. Marianne, by all means, break up with Logan, please do or don't if you're not feeling it. He's a nice man. No, yes, <laughs> if you're not feeling it, you don't have to go out with him. So dreamy too, though. He's good looking, and he talks yeah. like Cam Geary. But he looks like Cam Geary. He talks like Logan. Ever, I don't think it's ever been confirmed that he talks, <laughs> that he talks like Cam Geary. But, like, also, I guess he's a little overbearing. Now that I'm thinking about it, he's he a little bit like, so are we unbroken up every time they, like, have the, something approaching a reconciliation? Oh, yeah. Which is annoying and not my favorite. But on the other hand, Marianne is, she's like, why is Logan being so cold towards me the day after I broke up with him out of the blue? Right. Like, what the fuck? He's been nothing like, but... give him a minute. I don't, I don't want to defend Logan. Okay. And you've, you've sucked me into this... Yeah. This trap. Yeah. With your... Why, snaky s- words? You're like... You put on lipstick and, like, a red dress, and you're doing, like, ooh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like Bugs Bunny. Uh-huh. And you've sucked me into your little trap now, but Logan was being nothing but supportive to Marianne for the last several weeks since her house burned down. Yeah, it did feel that He's way. been there for her. He's been caring for her. He's yeah. been extremely attentive. Yes. Open, sensitive. Yeah. And this is the thanks he gets broken yeah. up with? Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Okay. But I think that the reason is something that goes back to um, the... Well, one of the squeakles to this novel, which is um, Marianne versus Logan, which has been a through line in their relationship, which is that Marianne doesn't feel like she's a whole person when she's with Logan. A whole person? What does that mean? Someone who lives in a hole? No, with a W. Okay. A whole. A a whole person. Whole person. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know what it would be like to feel like you're a whole person. With the age, lives in a hole. It, you know, who is a whole person is um, Jake Coon. Uh, Jake Coon was a whole person. Yeah. Yes, in, he uh, lived in a hole for like three days. Christy and the missing child. Yeah, he is a whole person. But mm-hmm. no, so we, I can't speak to that experience. But Marianne feels like Logan takes up more than half of the space in their relationship. Yes, and I, I understand that. Okay, I get you, that. You're saying you understand where Marianne's coming from, feeling like she has an overbearing no. <laughs> partner who erases their identity and experience. That is not the case. Is what you're in saying? Relationship. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to say something to Sarah? No, I'm saying that I can understand what it might be like. I'll text her. Okay, that's great. She, please do not. She's making me dinner at this very moment. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, and she gets to decide what's for dinner. Huh? <laughs> Um, but so I don't want to I don't want to go overboard in defending Logan, but I did feel bad for him this week because Marianne just dumps him and he's very fucking sad and he doesn't get like his football bros are supportive and Christy is supportive, but Marianne is not. My criticism of Marianne is just that she is not particularly alive to the fact that it might suck to get broken up with by your girlfriend of I guess only less than a year. Yeah. Though for us it feels like longer. <laughs> and I have a question about yeah. Amber Theory, actually. Yeah. Does it feel like longer to them as well? I've got a lot of thoughts on Amber Theory this week. I mean, I, the thing about Amber Theory is like, to us, we have a an omniscient view of these books, right? So we know that they're repeating the same year over and over. So for us as readers, as viewers of the snow globe that they live in, we know that they, they've they lived more than one year. To them, okay. it, it feels like only one year, but it must feel weird because so much has accrued inside that year. Like, right. all, they still have all the experiences of 10 years, you know? And right. so it must feel like she's been with Logan for 10 years, even though technically it's only been a year. And you can feel that in, like, because they're all the like babysitters club members are like, Holy fuck, you're breaking up with Logan. You've been together for so long, which like right. wouldn't be the case if in fact real time had occurred and she had only like been with Logan months. for eight months. You know, it's like, we've only been together for eight months, but we've been to the Halloween hop. Yeah. Like 10 times. Yeah. Well, and so the Halloween hop and we do need to describe this book, but I'll just get into it since we're talking about it. The Halloween Hop, as you know, and as anyone who's read The Sitter's Cycle knows, is a waypoint. Yes. There are a few moments in the infinity of years that the babysitters lived in before the amber started to melt in the Friends Forever series. Right. That are like, are points in time that are significant and change the course of history, even though they're repeating each year. And one of those waypoints is the Halloween Hop. And it comes, this book, fittingly, is written around Halloween. It's in October. And the Halloween hop famously is where Marianne and Logan had the dance where Marianne threw her shoe at him. Yes. But it was like, it's like a, it's a very important moment in their relationship and their I don't want to get in your way. Okay. But I feel like I am a Babysitter's Club scholar and I'm a responsible journalist. Yeah. And I just want to say, and I, and I apologize in advance because I know it's going to throw a wrench in, in everything you're about to say. Okay. It's not Halloween. It's October. No, it's not. Yes, it is. The dance they're all going to is the spring fling. No, it's the fall fling. The fall fling? Yeah. This book it's not is the in spring October. Fling? No, it's the fall fling. And this is the point. Jesus, you're right. That I want to make. Yeah, and I'm Fall the Babysitter's flight. Club scholar. This is the point. Oh, my in God. In this version of reality, they don't even have the Halloween hop. They have a dance that's called the Fall Fling. We're out of Halloween hop. It's over. It never happened. Well, yeah, okay. So I don't, I don't want to get in. I don't want to get too deep, deeply entrenched yeah. in Amber Theory, Amber which we theory ha- we're going right to have now. to talk about because this is what Anne is confronting. Because there's, there's cracks forming yeah. yeah exactly the whole thing marianne is falling apart has visions yeah of herself in the future and it's like 
that is the the light of the outside world shining into this opaque dome that's been yeah. around these girls in Stony Brook for so long. Yeah, we can't talk about that right now. We have, Jack, we need to talk about describe the book. The book. We, let's we're describe talk the about book. the plot of the book. Okay, let's describe the book. What I think we should do is I should describe it and then you should describe it. We should do it twice. Okay, is that advised or? I think it's necessary. It's written. Okay. It's written in the stars. Okay. I am willing to. I'm not happy about it. Okay. Okay. All right. So what I'll do is I'll describe it. I think nowadays you mute yourself. And I'll mute myself. Okay. What, uh, soon we'll have mixers and I won't have to mute myself on Zoom. Oh, yeah. We Isn't got a mixer. You can yeah. just turn me down on your mixer. Oh, that's going to be too much power. Right? Okay. Yeah. I'm muting myself. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe this novel and then I'll have Tanner describe it. And I'm going to begin now. It was a love that spanned the ages, a burning passion that lit up the very sky. It was Heloise and Abelard, Romeo and Juliet, Pyramus and Thisbe, Paris and Helen, Bert and Ernie, Ross and Rachel, all rolled into one. It was a love that grew so big, the world itself might burst with the weight of it. It was destiny. It was fire. It was everything. And then, it was over. Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number three. Mary Ann's big breakup. And I have unmuted myself. Yeah, thank you. Because I to have didn't you back. want to get in the way. I didn't. I didn't say anything that time. That's great. I that's okay. No, I think that's actually preferable. Preferred, honestly, yeah. yeah, it's preferred. Yeah. Um, do you wonder if the the t- title of this book is a pun? Like it's someone's big break up. Oh, so Anna's trying to and Anna's trying to like get her hopes up, where she's like, "Oh, we'll do a fun one, Marianne's big break." Up, up, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that is what it is. That sucks. That's the, and come on, it sucks that you did that to Marianne and yeah. Suzanne. Yeah, and Logan. Yeah, and Logan. And it sucks that you did that to us because yeah. I read this book title and I'm feeling good and hopeful. Yeah, because I know that Marianne and Logan have been on the rocks lately. Yeah, and you traditionally so, you you'll read the first five syllables of a title and then just like take a fucking break. Yeah, I it takes me a little while. I'm not a fast reader. (laughs) I do the thing where I read, kind of read each word out loud in my head. Yeah. So I'm not a fast reader, so I I read Marianne's big break. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, that's awesome. Go talk to Jamie about it as like a creative person, you know? Like, yeah. What What is she getting a big break in? Yeah, this is gonna be so fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then I come back. Come back. You've grazed on it for a little while, and then you're like, "Oh." I started writing down some notes. Yeah, it's just like, this is something we can have fun with. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's how she's gonna break out. Yeah, Yeah. that sucks. That does suck, Anne. 
Um, I think that what you should do is describe the book, and then we'll do it in 60 seconds, and I have a big bad clock, and you do it during the 60 seconds of the big bad clock. What do you think about okay. that? What did we do for the super specials? 90 seconds. I got 90 seconds, but what was the clock? I was just a 90. Oh, wasn't there a whole fucking world of playing fucking video games and shit? What? No, that was 60 second burger run. Yeah. That was the super specials. I don't know, man. Who fucking knows? Will you play 60 second burger run? No, fuck you. I'm Do gonna, it. Go no. play super second burger run. Fine. It's oops all segments. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's oops all segments. We can do any segment we like. I'm going to go play 60. Didn't it? Didn't they shut it down on cool math games? You have to like sign in, but maybe they won't make you do that anymore. Maybe they realize the error of their ways when the <laughs> fucking viewership dropped to zero. <laughs> After we fucking called them out. Okay, I'm going to play a 60-second burger run, and during those 60 seconds, what I'd like for you to do is describe the novel. I've got to watch a 10-second ad. If you want to start okay. while I uh, watch a so- uh, Marianne is feeling bad because Logan is dominating her life in a way that she doesn't like and making a lot of decisions for her. Um, she decides that she's going to break up with him, and she does. Uh, they go to Shea Maurice, and uh, she's, she just kind of speaks her mind and says, I'm breaking up with you. He seems very hurt by it. Uh, he keeps trying to get back together with her, but she feels very confident that this is the right decision because she's finally discovering who Marianne really is. She has a conversation with a gardener, a landscaper, who's working on their new house, who says, uh, you know, like, don't be boxed in by anyone. Like, learn how to be yourself. And she really learns a lot from that. Um, so a bunch of dudes ask her out to the fall fling, including um, Pete Black and Dave something. And she says no because she just wants to be herself for a little while and doesn't want to be attached to anyone and doesn't want to be Marianne and the Babysitter's Club or Marianne and Logan. She just wants to be Marianne Spear for once. Uh, they're doing a good job building up the uh, house. It. It's looking great. And uh, she confronts uh, Carrie and Hunter Bruno and says, no, we're still friends, me and Logan. Logan comes over and watches a movie at one point, a Robin Williams movie. And it seems like they could be friends, but then Logan tries God to get back it. together Fuck. again. It's and, over. And Time is over. I failed. It's a pretty. It's a pretty dense text this week. I forgot I kept how thinking to of things that happen. I forgot how to do it because I had got to a point where I could get to like the final level and just like like you know yeah. you're like going on those disappearing blocks. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of you got to know I the forgot, I, for, I remember the early tricks, and then I forgot the third level, like ex- exactly where to go down on the on the bricks. But right, what were you saying? Uh, nothing important. Okay, I also described the plot of the book, which you, oh sweet, you did. So it's like it doesn't actually matter yeah. that much. And I read it too. You read the book? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you don't even you don't even need me to describe the plot. Yeah. Of the book. I'm a major maniac, so I'll just put, I'll read anything she fucking writes. So is I that really, true? Yeah. If I go to Wayne, Suzanne Wayne's bibliography right now, you've read it all. I've probably read like a large percentage of the books that she's re- written. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. I don't comp. Don't fucking test me on it. Come on. We can do better Gatekeeper. than that. Gatekeeper. Come on, Suzanne Wayne. Do you? So what is it? This is trivia. Yeah, and it only asked me about Babysitter's Club books. No, you said you read anything she writes. I would. Okay, so published in 2004 by Scholastic Point Thriller, what is the first book in the Barcode Tattoo Trilogy called? 
The girl with the barcode tattoo. Bant wrong. Barcode tattoo. Idiot. <laughs> okay. Published in 2013 uh, by Scholastic Inc. What is the first book in the Haunted Museum series called? The Haunted Museum. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Beat. Idiot. It's the Titanic locket. Okay. One okay. More. Here's one, one more. One more. And if I get God, it, I win. Sounds. If I get it, I win. So good. What I assume is her first novel because it's listed as her first novel on her Wikipedia page. Okay. What is? Oof, I want to do two more because I found another one that I want to do. Fine. What is? Uh, what Suzanne Wayne? Okay. Wrote a book. Okay. About a yeah. popular children's television series. And it was her okay. first book, according to her Wikipedia page. And what was it's like a called? novelization, or it's like about it. It's about. It's like an imaginative fiction about that series. I believe. Yeah, it is an imaginative fiction about the series. Popular series of what decade? Eighties. Magic School Bus. Eight, Magic School Bus was the nineties. Uh, Danger Mouse. The first book that Suzanne Wayne ever wrote was called. Return to Cybertron. About the fucking Transformers? The second book Suzanne Wayne ever wrote was called The Revenge of the Decepticons. Fuck, dude. Now I'm a bigger Waniac than I was before. Holy shit, that's fucking rad. Wow, she's written a lot of books. The one I was going to ask you about was she wrote the film novelization of Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Okay. Can we but she a- also wrote the juvenile film novelization of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. She's amazing. What a fucking talent. Can we do an episode where we read one of her Transformers She's books? amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I would love to read these two Transformers books. Oh, and I should say, I meant to say this before, and for some reason I fucking didn't, but um, I am Suzanne and the Memboy. You are Suzanne in the Membrane. I was wondering because I was yeah. I was sort of prompting you earlier. Yeah. Oh, they're not books. Wait. <laughs> I googled them. Yeah. No, they're sticker books. Fuck yeah. Sticker Adventures: The Transformers: The Revenge of the Decepticons. And wow. I think it's it's like a coloring book, but instead of coloring it, you put stickers on it. That sounds awesome. Wow. Wow. Here's a here's a selection of okay. Suzanne's writing from Revenge of the Decepticons. Okay, you get one more thing you're allowed to say. Okay, let's hear it. It's a it's a man. Well, I'm going to send you the link cuz I don't actually know who this this um Oh no, I do know who it is. It's Prowl. What's the name of the Autobot? Oh, it's like back when they were doing like Animals of the Jungle. Autobots. No, no, no. This is this is just an Autobot. Okay. Um Sparkplug Witwicky and Prowl provide oil fuel for Brawn and the rest of the Autobots. And Sparkplug Witwicky is giving a barrel to Prowl and he says, Optimus was right. It was time to get more fuel. He didn't know just how right he was. Oh, and wow. God, isn't that so I'm like, already so hooked in, yeah. But then Prowl says, Drink deep, men. We have a battle to win. Hell yeah. And that is just so Suzanne, you know? I'm inspired. 
I would love to read these books sometime. I would love that. That sounds great. And, and the taste that you've given me has made me even more insane in the membrane. Um, I was thinking that we might like to talk more about this particular book that Suzanne Wayne. Uh, if you think. Yeah. Uh, I didn't listen to what you said, but holy crap, a lot happened in this book. Stacy and Claudia. One, two, Stro- three, four, five. She wrote five. Okay. I need you to get off of that. Transformers books. Okay. This is, I feel like we made a deal and. Ooh, I'm on the Transformers wiki. Okay. Tfwiki.net. And I'm on Suzanne's page on the TF, on the Transformers wiki. Okay. And they have a picture of Suzanne here. And under it, they have a little caption. And it says, meanwhile, at the Wayne Manor. Meanwhile, at stately Wayne Manor. And that's good. And that's awesome. And it also means that people like are like huge Wayneyacs over in Transformers world. We should find a Transformers podcast to do a crossover just on the Wayne stuff. That's a good idea. Regina Wave, and you Regina must Wayne. leave. There's I a need second you to Wayne. Stop! I need, need urgent. Her sister need you to Regina Wayne also produced Transformers materials as I'm a freelancer. Stage an <gasps> intervention. She wrote two books. Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Are you sure? No, but I I'm close the page. So okay, let's talk about this book. Claudia Stacy. I feel fighting. like intoxicated. Okay. I know from that. Yeah, I'm drunk from it too. Frankly, and I've also two margaritas. Also, too. I've had a, a couple beers. Um. Stacey and Claudia are still fighting. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it sucks. And then, like, Marianne gets in this, like, fucking tiff with Christy where she's like, maybe she becomes, like, fucking Othello. You know what this is? This is Othello. This is Othello. This is Othello. She becomes, she's, she's on like, the island and the storm is coming. No, that's Tempest. Oh, okay. She is, has poison in her ear and she dies and her brother and son. That's the play fight. with. Play within the play of Hamlet. Okay. <laughs> it's Othello. Let me not name it to you, you chase stars, he says. The, and he's talking about jealousy. It's jealousy, right? Because he gets it in his head. What, poison? No, that Desdemona's cheating on him. And that's what happens to Marianne, Right. Is she's like yes, she suddenly becomes convinced for for no good reason that like fucking like she breaks up with Logan and then she's like oh Christy's gonna take him to the fucking dance because he's not gonna take Logan. She sees to the them. Dance. She sees Logan and Christy like laughing to one another, laughing at one another in the hallway one day. Yeah, and and becomes convinced that Logan is pursuing her and wants to take her to the dance, but Christy just wants to continue to be friends with Logan. Yeah, that's all she fucking wants. Except Jack. May yeah. I read a passage to you? Sure. And you can tell me whether or not you sound this this sounds innocent to you. Yeah, okay. Or if it sounds like two people who are canoodling. So you're suspicious you're Othello too in this. I'm also Othello and I'm chasing stars as well. <laughs> I backed away a few steps, then turned and walked away quickly. My stomach growled and I realized I was hungry for lunch, but as I turned a corner in the hallway, I stopped short. Logan stood in the hall talking to Christy, and they were laughing. Okay. Christy even put her hand on his arm. Okay. And she laughed. Okay. Okay. And does that is... sound like does that sound like innocent, non-romantic, non-sexual friendship to you, or does that sound like arm stuff to you? It does sound. And like... do we know? Yeah. <laughs> Jack, what Christy's signature? 
move is. Yeah, it's doing arm stuff and putting her arms on or around other people's arms. Mm. Okay. (laughs) I was ready to push back on this, and I still am skeptical, but you do build up a compelling wall of evidence that there's no other way to see this but that Christy and Logan are arming each other. They're doing arm in the stuff, hallway. certainly. Well, Christy's doing arm stuff to Logan, at least. They're just, like, flailing their arms at each other and, like, She's, la- like, laughing. feeling his arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your arms are so strong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you mind if I touch your arms with my arms? Wow. And you're... It's okay, so do you want to amend your original no, stance on this? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Marianne has every right to be jealous. And when Marianne confronts... Christy at the apple orchard, yeah. which we didn't, neither of us got into. There's an apple orchard. I want to talk about the apple orchard in relationship to the Garden of Eden. Okay, that's not what I was going to say. Let me just quickly get through my yeah. point. Marianne didn't mention the arm stuff. Right. And Christy didn't bring it up either. Marianne says, I'm, I'm mad because I think you and Logan are canoodling. Right. And I'm worried that like I would be upset if he asked you to the fall fling. Yeah, and Christy's like, maybe he did. What if he did? Yeah, and it I don't know. I, I the arm stuff complicates things so much. Yeah, because we know it's Christy's thing. We know it's the, what gets her going. Right, it's some kind of arm stuff. Arm adjacent right. play. Yeah, it's a good way of saying it, right? And then she's doing Arm Jason play. Fine way of saying it, I would say. Probably the handsomest guy in school. He looks like Cam Geary. He's newly single. And the first thing that she does with him is Arm Jason play. His arms are fucking like. Fucking guns. Suspension bridge cables, too. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) He's like, he's on the fucking football team. He's on the baseball team. He's on the track team. You better believe that guy's got fucking pythons. There's a football moment in this book that I do want to talk to you about, and I'm like torn because I have like a a, a pretty in depth analysis ready to go that is related to the prelapsarian state and the Garden of Eden and apples falling from trees and the apple orchard. But on the other hand, there is this football moment in the book, and I really feel like i should talk about that instead and okay. may i yes oh and you know what this is what american sports 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 <laughs> yeah and it's okay. all segments and we can do all of them um okay listen to this and tell me if this is football i have to do all of them i would say yeah can you tell me if this is football i will tell you if this is football okay yeah. So at some point, I don't know if you mentioned this in your description, I was playing the 60-second burger run, which is a very compelling game, and it really is difficult to pay attention to anything else while you're trying to beat it. Um, but at some point, they have, like, a, a semi-reconciliation. Like, Logan comes... Like, they've been fighting the whole book. Logan's the really Robin upset. And they, they go to watch a Robin Williams movie at Mary Ann's house. Logan's like, I'll just come over. It. You did. I'll just come yeah. over. And then they watch a the movie. And, like, it goes well. And there it feels like they're... And this is a bad moment for Logan. Where, like, it's going well. And then Logan kind of ruins it. Where he's like... He's like, oh, this is going so well. Let's get back together. And Marianne's like... Why can't we just kiss? God damn it, dude. Like, you said you would come over as friends. Anyway. So I was on Marianne's side about that. But while they're getting along... Logan tells this football story, and tell me, is this football? Okay. 
As I poured the soda, Logan began talking about that afternoon's football game. I already knew we'd won, but he told me about a play that had gone wrong yet resulted in a touchdown anyway. I laughed when he said how he'd been totally confused but kept running with the ball because he couldn't find anyone to pass it to. You made the touchdown, I asked. Yes, he said. So let's work through this and try to unpack it. Okay, I think I know what this play is called. Okay. (laughs) It's called an option. Okay, so he's like the running back. No, no, he's a quarterback. I mean, it could be a read option. I think it's a read option. I think the quarterback had a play in mind, but his guy was covered. Uh-huh. And there was a gap in the defense, and yeah. he thought, I can I can get through that. Right. And went for, and just ran, and like, yeah. okay. did the thing where he went back to like throw the ball. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So and then just tucked it and ran. That's not a, well, that could be a read option. But here are the problems with that. Okay. Two problems. One, for this to make sense, Logan is the quarterback. Yeah, do you the, not think he is? I don't think he's the quarterback of the football team. I feel like we would know that. Okay. But if he is the quarterback, he would know that sometimes you scramble. Right? Like okay, you, okay. You can't find anyone happened. to pass it to, and then you fucking like run. He wouldn't be like, the craziest thing happened. There was no one to pass it to, so I fucking did a very common thing, which is he fucking scrambled. Here's here's what's happened. Yeah. Logan's ball handler. I don't know what they're called. Okay, well, the way you said it sounds weird now. They they hike the ball to the Logan's center. ball handler. The center. Yeah. And he goes to kick it because he's the kicker. You think Logan's the kicker? Yeah. And okay. then he instead picks it up. Because it's a fumbled snap. Yes. And then runs it in. And well, and wants to throw it because he's a kicker. He's like, I have no business having this ball, and I need to give it to someone who's more competent. But we don't have any catchers on the, we don't have any receivers on the field because it was supposed to be a kick play. And he's like trying to pass it. But there's it's, all he has is offensive linemen who are trying to keep him. You protected. would have some receivers. You have your hands, guys, on any special teams play. Well, they're covered. They're covered. It, it makes sense. Yeah, and he's scrambling. So Logan's the kicker. Yeah. Okay. I doubt that, too. I feel like we would know that. We would know that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's not football, or you know what? Maybe Suzanne Wayne is, in the world that she's created, football is just a different sport. It's called football. Oh, okay. But it's a different kind of sport. You kick kick feet around. Or it's a... Okay. Severed feet. Yeah, that could be what it is. That's the ball, is a foot. Yes. Okay, and that's what it is. And you throw it, and you kick it around. Yeah. And the point is, it's not allowed to touch the ground. Yeah. And in a world that fetishizes arm stuff, they're right. doing this like foot stuff right. as their main oh, sport. Football. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes I'll sense. American sports, 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 yeah. sports. Uh, let's take a break and then let's talk about the Garden of Eden. Okay. Do you want to say goodbye? Nope. Okay. 
Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is boredom's yep. worst nightmare. And yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the Jack's, Jack's Jerks, Jumping Jerks, Jerks, Jumping Jerks, and Tanner's Tiny, Tiny Ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time. Um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. And I'm really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're back. But now I'm embracing it i'm playing it i'm having so much fun with it i love it okay well i'll start uh so one of my experiences playing the game that i really enjoy is um i really like picking which fiends to use and upgrading them and building a crack team as i go through the levels my favorite is mordecai okay that's not one it's my favorite fiend what level are you on jack i am somewhere in the 40s (laughs) (laughs) okay and yourself Seven D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep At playing least as much 000. as you want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and w- I am having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. It's but, and, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge worthy and it's like, it's bite size. You can just play like a little bit for like 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> And I tried that as well because someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends, and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you this is not their fault. And the game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh, there's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R. Best thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great. Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> if there's something preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Welcome back to the thrilling adventure oh, hour. Okay, we're doing this still. Okay. What, you have a problem with it? I just don't get the character Butterman. Butterman is No, Butterman so is clear. Great. I get that. But me, Mr. Margarine, what is he? Like he's too f- like villain. 
he's too far removed from he the causes all the issues from the the copy the ad copy that we I, have to do i guess i i just don't have there's grief not... anxiety yeah okay 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 welcome back to the thrilling adventure hour this week yeah we return to our film noir detective story starring butterman pi <laughs> okay okay hey, it's me butterman pi was sitting in my office. It was a cold, dark, rainy evening. I saw a silhouette of a busty broad (laughs) in my uh, office window. I beckoned her to come in. It was the gee gal. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wait, and and that's me? She was legs all the way up, all the way down, and something told me that if I took this case, I'd be dealing with a lot of... Stress problems, depression, anxiety, relationship issues. I'd probably lose a lot of sleep. Um, Grief, self-esteem issues. But uh, how could I turn down a beauty like this? Butterman, it says on the door. Hey, Butterman, it says on the door outside that you're looking for trouble. Uh, No, it says on the door outside that if you're looking for butter... <laughs> butterhelp.com can help and I'll send out my licensed cream slurs to get you the butter you need. I, well, I've got a problem. I'm ghee gal and for folks who don't know, ghee is a kind of clarified butter. Yeah. And I, Butterman, I'm looking to connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient that I could start communicating in under 24 hours, specifically something that's not self-help that, and that is professional counseling. Well, lady, I can't help you with that, but you know who can? BetterHelp.com. My friends at BetterHelp.com. Okay. Anything you share with BetterHelp.com is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states right now. Okay, and I've got another problem. Yes. Uh, There's been a murder. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, this I can help with, because in addition to doing butter crimes, I am a private eye. Yeah, and well, wait. Let me ask: Is it butter related? The murder? Yeah, uh, I focus on butter related. A number of licensed cream slurs were taken out. God, those are my friends, my (laughs) trusted employees. Um, I should mention that BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to charge counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Uh, In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I already said that. And gee gal, yeah. listeners, I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash babysitters. You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash babysitters. I love you and I kiss you and I think we're going to need to keep workshopping this character. <laughs> apples 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 they go to a fucking apple orchard yes the resonance is insane um it's wild we know tanner what are we talking about that logan is a snake in the grass oh sure okay yep right i'm up to speed Yes, Logan then, is a snake in the grass. At this moment, this book is a squ- the squeak to this novel. 
is Logan Likes Marianne, number 10, the book where Amber Theory starts, where the snake in the grass is introduced, where Logan first infiltrates the Babysitter's Club and takes what is special and what is infinite and what is powerful about these girls and corrupts it and puts us into the cycle that is the sitter cycle. And inspires Anne... Yeah, to, to trap, trap them. them in amber. To keep them. Yes, exactly. And then now in this book, which is a squeakquel to that novel, but is also about the Friends Forever series, which is where the amber has started to melt and they are finally free, they go to a fucking apple orchard. Right. So, so that they can be tempted one last time. One or? last time? I don't know, but the resonance is incredible. It's actually an apple slash pumpkin orchard. Yeah. Apple orchard pumpkin patch. Is pumpkins where ghosts live is the only thing I could think of? Is that what that is? Pumpkins is where ghosts live, yes. Isn't it? In Halloween? Yeah. In in what? In Halloween? In Halloween, it, pumpkins is where ghosts live. Yes, pumpkins is where ghosts I, lives in Halloween. I don't want to get out over my skis here. And tell me, don't just agree with me because I'm saying it. Tell me if you think that I'm right. Because I don't want to embarrass myself. But pumpkins no, no, no. is where ghosts live in Halloween, right? I'm not an expert. Yeah. By any means. Yeah. But I have heard that pumpkins is where ghosts lives. Right? On Halloween. On Halloween, it's where ghosts live. Right? So ghosts live in pumpkins. This is the Garden of Eden. Yeah. The snake, the serpent is there tempting. Well, he's not there, but he's he's there in spirit. Except this is an inversion on the Bible because in this version of the Bible... In Anne's version of the Bible, and Suzanne's the apples version of the Bible. represent a return, and Marianne is not tempted by them. The apples represent in the Bible. It's a moment where they move out of this infinite paradise into the finite human world, and that is what's happening. In the Friends Forever series, right? That is true. The snake has done its work, right? And maybe that's what Anne is saying, is that Logan is finished. We don't see the snake again in that same form. Logan's work is done. Marianne so finally these, took the These apple. books, until now, have been... Prelapsarian. Uh, they've been, yes, it's been a glimpse into paradise. Mm-hmm. The entire series up until now, except yeah. for the first 10 books, which like, yeah. exists in this... This weird space where even God didn't know. Yeah. It was like the creation. Yeah. You the know? cosmos is just like, just chaos. Yes. Yeah. And then God figures it out. He's got his paradise. Or she, sorry. Yeah. Man. She's got her paradise on earth. She has yeah. her beautiful creations trapped there endlessly. And then it spins out of control. And the yeah. snake is part of it. And it's Logan. Oh, and the snake was there the whole time too. Yeah. In the Garden oh, yeah. of Eden with, totally. with Adam yeah. and Eve. At in Arcadia Ego. Um, but okay, let me advance this narrative a little bit, if I may. A man we have not talked about much is Jeremy Rudolph. Right. And you think he's Jeremy Pitt? Same snake, different grass. Okay, right. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Jeremy Rudolph is Claudia's, uh, is Stacy's new boyfriend who fucking sidled in to the club and ripped it apart better than Logan ever could. By driving a wedge between the strongest friendship in the club. Right. Between Stacy and now all these and like Claudia. offshoot friends- friendships are happening. Like yeah. Claudia and Marianne spend a lot of time together this yeah, week. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable for me. 
It made me very uncomfortable. And too. and Marianne and Christy are kind of on the are fighting because of this Logan stuff. And then Claudia and Stacey aren't even talking to each other in this book. But like Marianne and Stacey are also kind of a thing. Yeah. Like Stacey's just like trying to get like Marianne's dick wet. Okay, and that's unfortunate that you've said that I wasn't even really paying attention and she kind of brought me back into it with something that you said that I <laughs> now gonna have to kind of grapple it. with. <laughs> That's all Stacy's concerned Stacey's about. Stacy's desperate week. to get married. Stacy's like, and Stacy, I love you, but I also don't like. No, and I don't, and I and I will say the same. Except I don't love you. I don't, I and I also don't. don't. Stacy's yeah. like the whole book. Stacy's just like Marianne. You've been broken up with Logan for like one whole day. Like, why aren't you fucking back on the scene? Like, why don't you take someone else to the dance? Get out there and get your dick wet. Yeah, why don't you... Hey, Marianne, why don't you take one of Logan's friends to the fucking dance? Like, fuck you, Stacy. It's been a day. Like, and yeah. like, Jesus, they've been dating for years. Stacy sucks in this book. Do we have a segment about Stacy sucking? No, we just talk about it a lot. We call her Snakey, I think, now in the... Um, Snakey. Friends Forever series. Here's what I want to say briefly. Snakey sucks. While we're talking about snakes, but before we move fully on, okay, yes, Jeremy Rudolph. Oh, Tanner, right, you were talking about Jeremy Rudolph. I looked up the name Rudolph. Okay, it's German. It's an ancient Germanic name deriving from two stems, and I'm not going to attempt to pronounce them because they're like some fucking serious ass ancient Germanic shit. But the okay. first stem is it Ru and Dolph? Yeah, it's it's basically Hru and Dolph. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I did try to pronounce them, and I don't know. Someone will fucking call me out. Anyway, the first stem, the Hru it's not stem. Just off. You weren't just off. It was yeah. tasteless. Yeah, it's not Dolph. It's Ulf. It's Ulf. 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 The, f- <laughs> the first stem, the Hru part, yeah. means fame or glory or honor. And the second stem, the Ulf part, means wolf. So Jeremy Ooh, Rudolph's name means wolf. Fame Wolf. Ooh, and that's he's cool. Fame Wolf. What does Jeremy mean? Jeremy means God will uplift or God will loosen. Okay, so God will let loose the Fame Wolf. The Fame Wolf. And that's something, isn't it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's what Anne was like. All right, Scholastic, you made me wrap this shit up, and you made me like try to clean up my own mess. Because of I fucked up and I fucked up this world. But guess what? <laughs> Anne is gonna let loose the fucking I'm gonna let fame loose wolf. The fame wolf. <laughs> as my final action. That's good. And she did, and it destroyed the whole club. She's like, okay, fine. Well, uh, okay, I've only got twelve books to do it. Sure. Okay. Well, I'm gonna destroy the entire club by letting loose the fame wolf. She's like, I've only got twelve books to do it. I'm gonna destroy the bo- the entire series in book negative one yeah everything changes yeah and i'm gonna leave fucking suzanne wayne to (laughs) clean up to fucking like but she's gonna have to be like fending off a fucking wolf the whole time (laughs) the fame wolf is here (laughs) and she could feel that as she was writing this book she's like god i gotta keep an eye out for the fucking fame wolf yeah um uh on a positive note one nice thing about the amber having melted can I just briefly yes. read you this very short passage? Um, so Marianne still has a babysitting gig, and I would call it good, clean babysitting fun, except it's like sad, somber babysitting misery. 
Yeah. Um, she's still, she has to honor a gig with the Bruno family, even though yep. she's like broken Logan's hear. heart. Um, and she goes over and she looks after the Brunos. And uh, let me read you this very brief passage where the Bruno kids are like mad at Marianne. Hunter and uh, yeah. the other one. I get it, Hunter exclaimed. I used to like this kid named Tyler, but now I think he's a big bully. Yesterday he hit my friend. Now I hate him. And so he does understand the idea of kind of falling out of like with someone. Yep. Um, Tanner, his allergies are gone. Hunter, oh, wow. <laughs> Hunter Bruno's not speaking with his uh, signature like nasal blockage. Yeah, it, and set him free. It just goes to show you that, like, sure, Marianne and Logan are broken up. Claudia and Stacey are fighting, and who knows if their friendship can be recovered. The fame wolf is on the loose. Yeah. But there's a silver lining yeah, Hunter's okay now. Because Hunter Bruno isn't speaking through uh, that poor fucking stuff kid. Knows he was just collateral damage. He got caught in this fucking amber, this like fucking like frozen snow globe that Anne created to like keep the girls innocent, and like she accidentally did it at a time when Hunter Bruno was having a bad allergy attack. Right. And one of the nice things now that the ice is melting, he's okay now. So it's not all bad. It's not all bad. Although the thing about ice melting, which is bad, yeah, in general, is every now and then something can be freed from the ice. Which yeah, is good. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, the thing that's freed from the ice is like a ancient amoeba that humans aren't equipped to deal with, and it kills everyone. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Often, that's bad. actually, most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. So yeah. I think we should just be pretty careful, Jack. Yeah. Do it. Do you have a segment you want to introduce? I could. Okay. Do you want me to? Yeah. Or did you want... It sounds like you were asking me because you wanted to. No, no, no. So, I want you to. Okay. Right. I don't have any other notes. Yeah. Here we go. Beep. Beep. Bang. Oh, Ba-da-na. fuck you. Ba-da-na. Back in black, and it's back in black, and I can't. I was going to introduce a typo negative, which is what those beefs were, which would be unnecessary. I thought you were just like leading me in. I I don't. That was like a metronome tick, you know. Feel bad about it because P Black is in this one in a big fucking way, and thank God you remembered to talk about P Black because I forgot. (laughs) Marianne, (laughs) that's another one. Stacy's like. What, it, on Stacy's like fucking get your dick wet campaign, she's like, "What about people?" <laughs> Marianne, I had the greatest idea. Stacy said yeah. to me in the hall the next day, just before lunch. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't think about it before. What I asked, <laughs> Pete Black. What about him? We'll get Pete Black to take you to the fall fling. Hell she yeah. smiled proudly as if she'd said something unbelievably brilliant that was about to make both of us millionaires. And it would if you fucking took her advice, but yeah. Her smile slowly faded, probably because I wasn't smiling back at her. What's wrong with Pete, she asked. He's a great guy. I got to know him much better when we worked together on that video project for the movie-making class. A reference Andy's to Stacy's movie. A reference to Stacy's movie. The penultimate. Babysitter's Club book. Andy's cute, don't you think? Pete's nice. I agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. 
There's more, she said eagerly. Stacy moved closer to me and lowered her voice. Emily Bernstein told me that Pete said to her, wait till you hear this. Marianne won't be single for long. He thinks you're really pretty and nice. <laughs> pretty Man, and if nice? someone called me pretty and nice, I would fucking die. Is it a threat? You're pretty and nice. We know that Pete has been canceled before. Did we cancel him? I think he got canceled for being mean to a Parisian girl who dressed uh, up like Beth. Yeah. I think that was her name. Yeah. I think we canceled Pete. And so is he is he bad? And by she won't be single for long, does he mean that she will be dead soon? I mean, that's the binary, right? If like the Sphinx, if you went to the Sphinx and you were single yeah. and you were like, hey, Sphinx, like I'm single, like will I be single next year? And the Sphinx is like, no, you won't. And like, you leave thinking like, oh, oh, I'm gonna great. find a, a fucking partner. And then you fly home from Cairo and you like, yeah, it's like, no, you're not your even. Plane goes down. You're actually in pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. said Cairo, and I, what I meant was Cairo. Cairo. Yeah, okay. that's the name that's of it. the city. So that's interesting. No, I don't think Pete is canceled. Let's, he's uncanceled because he's fucking great. And he said that Marianne's pretty and nice. And he's handsome. Oh. And he's good looking. Yeah. According to Stacy, who's got good taste in boys. Yeah. And he's fucking badass. He's so cool. Um, and like Stacy does try to set them up. She's like, Marianne, let's walk by Pete's locker. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, oh, God, look, you're both not, don't have anyone to take to the fucking fall fling. Right. Oh, I uh, just realized class is starting. And Pete's like, Marianne, do you get the feeling we're getting set up? And Why she's like, an accent. No, it wasn't Southern. It was just cool. New England accent. I'll just try to say Kennedy. it cool. Marianne, where'd, no, you park the, where'd you park the car? Nasalier. Marianne. Marianne, where did you park the car? That's good. Do you have the feeling that we're being set up in this moment? This one I moment? I, just, I think I just vocal coached you into like <laughs> uh, not bad... Like, <laughs> Kennedy accent. I regret that I have but one girl to take to the fall fling. <laughs> <laughs> you did add that. that to my fucking resume. <laughs> you did a great job, and I feel good about my Kennedy impression, and I would not have gotten there without your vocal coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, yeah, I think we're being set up, but... Since we're here, do you want to go to the fall fling with me? And she's like, no, no, I just broke up with my boyfriend of 10 years or one year. It's difficult to tell in this infinite timeline. Marianne is so, like, even-keeled about all of this in a way that I just never would be. Yeah. She's so reasonable and so, like, emotionally intelligent. Like, people keep asking her out, and she's like, guys, I just, like, I don't, I'm not interested. Like, I'm flattered, but I'm not interested. Like, I just broke up with my boyfriend of, of 10 years. And I'm only 13, so yeah. while we're talking about the kind of Amber Theory stuff, she did see a vision of herself at 15, and the cracks are forming, and it's only a matter of time now, right? Yeah. Before the whole the whole bubble bursts. The whole thing's going to come apart, yeah. No, that is definitely true. At the very end of the book, she sees herself in the future, 
yeah. outside of her restored home in the barn. It's very scary. It's, it's like a ghostly figure. So I wonder if there are pumpkins in the barn. And what, and it's like a, a one of the ghosts came out. Oh, yeah. right. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a ghost she, she of future does... past. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's Ghost in the Machine, too. Yeah. And it's the Ghost in the Machine as the, well. Yeah. And it's 13 right, ghosts. Anime. And they're probably, th- and that's and the first 13 of 13. Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot to take in, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she sees a vision of herself. There's this woman called, um, hang on, I got to get her name right. Her name is Elise. It's spelled E-L-L-I-C-E. Yes, she's the... She's the contractor, but she's like, she plays the role in this novel of like the, um, like the wise old man of the mountain. The the shaman. She's like the contractor who's helping them. So they're building the house, like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. They're building their old house back on the place where the barn used to be. Um, and I want to say a negative thing about Ellie's. Can I say a negative thing about Ellie's before I say a nice thing about her? Um, I would do this. It's called the compliment sandwich. I would do a nice thing about her, mean thing about her, nice thing about her. Okay, that's right. And it's a uh, I won't do a no. It's a it's an actual compliment sam- sandwich. So a nice thing about Elise is it sounds like they're gonna do a really good job. They she has like she has like a vision for the literally like, what literally like for what the garden is gonna be like. And she tells Marianne she's like. She's like, Marianne, I don't even know why she's like having this connection with Marianne. Marianne's just standing there. But she's like, Marianne, what I've learned in this life is that what matters is possibility. And I've learned to see possibility. And I see possibility in you. And I see possibility in this burnt out husk of a barn. And what I see is a garden. And I'm going to make a garden for you. And it's like, damn, I'm glad we hired this contractor. Right. Like Mr. Spears is like, fuck yeah. We finally got the right contractor. So that's a nice thing. Here's a negative thing. When we arrived at the burned out place where our house had been, a man and woman were waiting there for us. There are Elise and Bob, our contractors, Dad told me. That's a weird thing to say, honestly. There are Elise and Bob, (laughs) our contractors, Dad told me. Hi, Elise greeted us, smiling. This place really smells like its name. It sure does, Sharon agreed. I got it. Burnt Hill Road. Ha ha. At least their fucking house burned down. That was their house. And actually, <laughs> Jack, what you've done. Yeah. I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. And it's the meme of the week. It's it's not only the meme of the week. It's my... Yeah, you've got a baby sleeping. Like six feet away from me. Yeah, my baby's sleeping far enough away that I can shout. Um, yeah, that was your burn of the week. Well, it was my main burn, but I, I guess I'll default to a backup burn. Yeah, it's and it's literally a burn of the week, right? Because the house burned down. And it's like, what a tasteless joke, because like their house burned down. Yeah, I wa- that's a good burn. And I here's what I want to say is just to make you aware, we are in the middle of yeah. a compliment sandwich. So I'm going to do my burn, but I need you to keep me honest. Otherwise, we're never going to close up that compliment sandwich and all hell can It'll just loose. be an open-faced compliment sandwich, and we don't. And then you got to slap someone with we've it. We've made too many of them. <laughs> yeah, we've made too many of them, and it never goes well. Let's see. It's a burn on Marianne. Okay. Oh, and it's also a burn on me. I wrote in my notes, it's a burn on me. Okay. And I was like, why is it a burn on me? And the reason it's a burn on me is like I got fully fooled by it. Right. Okay. 
Marianne is moping about her breakup. And she suddenly realizes that there's a babysitter's club meeting and she's only got five minutes to get to it. But fortunately, now they're renting the house. It's like right across the street from Christy. So she can get there, but she's got to fucking hurry. And I was like, oh, God, this is so nice. Marianne is hurrying to a BSC meeting. This is what I fucking live for. So she runs as fast as she can across the street. You're hurting for it now. I'm hurting for it. The BSC meetings have become so irregular. Yeah, and also fraught because like Claudia and Stacy oh, won't even right. fucking talk to each other, and there's only four of them. I don't. I gotta say, I don't miss Abby. I feel bad. I feel a little bad saying it. I would like to see something of Abby and Jesse. I get that Mallory's a boarding school, and I get that Jesse's busy, but like they both still live in Stony Brook. I'd like to fucking see or hear from Jesse's in a different grade. I do miss Jesse a little bit because I think she brought a childish sense of naivete yeah to the group i miss mallory like no one else i miss mallory so much but she's gone mallory's destroyed yeah she's been destroyed i I just don't miss abby okay that's fine that's fine to say and i'm sorry about that okay well i didn't i didn't dislike abby i just like her presence her the absence of her presence has not phased me at all i should say abby is christy but funny funny let me say my burn Marianne rushes over to Chrissy's house for the BSC meeting. Whoa, Marianne, who's chasing you? Chrissy asked as I burst breathlessly into Claudia's bedroom. Chrissy sat in her usual spot, Claudia's director's chair, her baseball cap pulled down low on her forehead. I was panting too hard to talk. I think I really set a new speed record. What do you mean? I asked after I caught my breath. Look at the clock. It's 5.30. I just made it. Christy shrugged. I looked at her hard. This was crazy. Christy is practically a maniac, a fanatic about being on time. I gazed around the room. No one but Christy was there. What was going on? You don't care if we're on time anymore? Nah. You can come whenever you want. Jesus. What? I stared at her. Christy is the shortest kid in the eighth grade. She has shoulder-length brown hair and brown eyes. She usually wears a sweatshirt, jeans, and sneakers. It's her look. The person in front of me looked like Christy, but she certainly didn't sound like her. Yeah, I think the same thing. Suddenly, she burst out laughing. Psych! She hooted. Uh, Got you! (laughs) You should have seen your face. She got me, too. She got me, too. Ooh. <laughs> what a rush. I read that in the same way that you read this the title of this novel right up until the word break. So you thought it was going to be about Marianne's big break? Yeah. I read that and paused like before Christy said psych. Like literally, this is genuinely Sarah, true. And I was Sarah, like, "Sarah, get Sarah, in here. Come here. Cyril, wake up. Wake up." <laughs> I have to read you this. <laughs> Uh, but it was a psych out and we got psyched psych. out and it, yeah, was, it was not psych. and it's Borat. Um, do you, what, do you have anything you want to tell me before we leave and go? Um, well, we can do, I was going to do typo negative. You want to do typo negative? I don't want to do typo negative. What was the, the segment you were introducing before we began? Oh yeah. I got a hit segment. Um, we can do a very brief segment if you'd like. That is the hit segment that is exclusive to this 
podcast, the Friends Forever podcast, which is called Let's Complain About the Cover. Okay. Yes. Let's complain about the cover very briefly. Very briefly because we do both have to go. I have to go eat dinner. You have to go walk your dog. Here's here's my main complaint. Okay. I've got a number of complaints. I have one complaint, so let me just get mine out of the way. Okay. The girl that they've selected to model as Marianne yeah. is exactly what I have always pictured Marianne to be. Yeah. Except for one thing. Yeah. They didn't do her signature bob haircut. No, this is exactly my point, and this is, I'm glad we're on the same fucking wavelength. The, sure, that's what Marianne looks like in books one through whenever fucking Marianne's makeover is. Right. This is not this, Marianne. This is what a girl who makeover? looks exactly like what they've always described Marianne as being. Yeah. But she has long brown hair. Up until number fucking 60. I assume it's number 60. I'm not going to check. Mary, until fucking Marianne's makeover, when she gets a fucking beautiful bob haircut, and in real time, let's think about it. I didn't go back and look to see what month of the year Marianne's makeover takes place in, but there is literally no way that she could have grown her hair out past shoulder length in the maximum 11 months. Right. That right, have right, passed. Right. Maximum. And that's no. generous. This is that someone who's been growing their hair out for quite some time. Since Marianne's makeover. It's fucking bullshit. My other complaint, I don't like her bangs. Okay. That's aggressive. I don't like her. They seem fine to me. I don't like it. Okay. And that's it. And also, who did this? Who did this cover? Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, you villain. (laughs) Reveal yourself. Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? Say your name. Do you think we can figure out who this girl is? Who all these girls are? Because it's the same four girls on every cover. Yeah, we can and should. Baby Nation, we put this on you to dox these girls. <laughs> yeah, in the nicest way that you can do Gently. That. Gently uh, dox the girls who are on the cover of these Friends Forever books, please. Yeah. <laughs> can we go to jail for making our listeners dox someone? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. We want to have them on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they seem nice. Okay, great. Okay, now we're going to leave, and I think we're also going to go. Is that accurate? I would love to. Yeah, I have to do have to go walk my dog. Okay, um, uh, what I would like to... And it's past I, curfew, so I, there's like a good chance that I'll get arrested. Yeah, and, and your dog. And the dog, yeah. Yeah, that's, that would be very sad. Um, can I say to you, Tanner, that I would like to thank you for bearing with me? Yes. Can I say to the Baby Nation that I would like to thank them for bearing with us? Yes. Can I say, uh, folks who would like another entire show that's both of us that is also about the babysitter's club that is about the little sister books that is good where we sing the descriptions and it is also a great way to support our work and to keep us doing this for only five dollars a month can go and subscribe to our patreon over at patreon.com slash bscc podcast yes i can say that you can say that yeah and you and the other thing you you often say yeah is that I only hear what I want to. That's uh, Lisa Loeb. And I I talk so all the time. Yeah, that's Lisa Loeb. And I do sometimes say that, but it's very unhelpful. I thought what you were going to say is please do buy our merch at bit.ly. Bit.ly slash BSEC merch. Yeah, Uh, we got shirts. We got stickers. We got a tote. Rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And please... 
Join the Baby Nation Facebook group. It's where all the action happens. It's all good people. We have a nice time in there. And uh, it's on our Facebook page, Babysitter's Club Club. You can find the link to the Facebook group, which is Baby Nation. And that's where all the good stuff happens. Join it. Be smart. Yes. What I would now like to say is that this week we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Friends Forever Number 3, Marianne's Big Breakup. Next week we are going to be reading a you novel. You almost had me again. <laughs> you, you, like, you started saying it and I was just yeah. like, oh, what? Oh, what? Wow, what's it going to be? I perked up. Yeah. Finally, her sewing subplot has manifested in a big break at like Louis Vuitton. Can you imagine? <laughs> but no, it's her big breakup, and it's over, and they fucking destroyed the romance of the century, yes, and yes. my heart is broken. Yep. Next week, we're going to be reading a little novel called Babysitter's Club Friends Forever number four, Claudia and the Friendship Feud. Hmm. Come on, and I hope it's not a fight. The fame wolf strikes again. God damn it. This Fuck this guy. I'm not a fan of Jeremy Rudolph, the fame wolf. I'm going to say that right I now. I've got to say, I'm more of a fan of him now that I know he's the fame wolf. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's cool. All that remains is for me to say that my name is, and always has been, and always will be, Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. Do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. And I, I actually heard earlier today a story about ghosts. They stole yeah. your beard. <laughs> they stole my beard. And isn't that interesting? I was Tanner and I were talking before the show started, and I feel like I have to give some context for it. Um, I had a, a shaving accident. Okay. I actually said this to Sarah, and she was like, oh, my God, are you okay? I was like, oh, no, not like I cut myself badly, but my razor crapped out on me in a way that like made my beard very uneven, and I was just like, I'm going to take it off. And so now I'm a beardless man for the first time in a long-ass time. He looks like shit. Looks like garbage, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, as a result of my having done that, my child, Cyril Shepard, has been running around the house for the last two days saying, a ghost stole Dada's beard. (laughs) Yeah, popped out of a pumpkin. (laughs) Stole your fucking beard. And then he says, a ghost stole my beard. Okay. And he also does say that a ghost stole Mama's beard. Okay. So it seems like he's just kind of a little confused. Well, I don't know. What, where else did they go? Oh, and this has been Dead Talk. Okay, yes, Dead Talk. That was a HeadGum Podcast.